Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast, a real look at single parenting, the ups and downs and how to navigate life with kids on your own while keeping sane. Covering subjects such as domestic violence through to fussy eaters and solo dating. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. This week's guest transitioned from a traditional life coach to sex, love and relationship work. And it came from a place of need within herself. She had chronic anxiety, hatred of her body, self-doubt, shortchanging and depriving herself of her true needs, and it finally had to come to a halt. A voice inside was whispering, girl, come on now, you're not living. You are barely surviving. Yeah, I think we've heard that voice in us a lot. Um, over the years, Um, processing years of pain and developing an understanding deep within that she was worthy of pleasure and full-blown confidence. In her words, she transformed like a motherfucking butterfly. She is a certified VITA or Vita sex, love and relationship coach with a focus on conscious dating and sexuality. Additionally, she is also a certified life coach, Reiki master and angel card reader. I have, she is also trained extensively under Madam Gina, Gabby Bernstein, Layla Martin, Sheila Kelly, amongst others. And if that all isn't enough, she's a podcaster and a blogger blogger too. Hi, welcome, Erica. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. We're going to have a really good chat. (laughs) Wow. Look, I can't wait because like, wow, you've gone from life coach diving into the complex and Wow, some people find it funny. Life of sex, love, and relationships. Yeah. And um I'd love to understand like how and and because you needed it. So I'm going, okay. All right, (laughs) this is fun. So I'd love to understand like about well, how you went on that, like what journey you've been on and how you've gone from being a life coach, which is a valuable and essential thing for a lot of people, like especially me, um, to moving into sex and love and relationships and being a sex love relationship coach. Cause that's sort of like a, some people would sort of go, Oh no. And back away from you and go sex and love. And are you some of this weird, like guru person who sits uh, naked (laughs) in the mornings, like meditating and, and sort of wanting to hug everyone and all of this stuff. And like, yeah. So, Hey, I'm going to shut up now. Cause I love that. I love that visual. (laughs) Well, how did you Yeah. Well, you know, it's true. I don't no, know I'm, why. I'm laughing. It's because it's such a it's you hit the nail on the head because it's such a misunderstood yes. career. And like people will some people will, you know, friends or old friends will be like, oh my God, tell me everything they want to know. And other yeah. people, you know, I had another friend being like, so the retreats, you're always naked at them. I'm like, what? You know, like it's so you know, people, like you said, it's funny, but people make up these stories of like what you must be doing the weirdest things, you know, you know, because it's kind of like, oh, this is a very taboo topic. Like, yeah. Pain. Relationships can be painful. Sex can be painful if you're doing it wrong, I suppose. Um, And, you know, and love. So sex, love and relationships is pain, pleasure, like situation as such. But, you know, and some people are like, um, feel as though they shouldn't actually go down that avenue of pleasure as such. Totally. It's a very taboo. And and here's the thing too. This is, I mean, we could talk about this for hours, but. Oh my the, God. Right. <laughs> There's so much to no, unpack. No. I can't <laughs> but, wait. <laughs> but the pleasure conversation is funny too, because in society, we reserve that conversation just for sexuality. And that's great. I'm like a proponent of it. I'm like, God bless, you know, yes. But also there's so much pleasure to be had just throughout the day, like just really enjoying a meal or just really enjoying your cup of tea or smelling an essential oil, you know, and it's Mm. so funny. We have this like 
okay, I can only have this in this like baby bite sized thing and it's compartmentalized. It's like part of my work is like, sure, sure, sure. But also how can we have that bleed and how can we have that infused through your whole life? Cause it feels horrible to then like, oh, I'm in pain. I'm in pain. I'm in pain and pain. And then I have one dabble of pleasure and then I go back to pain, you know? So my yeah. work is really infusing it and normalizing it throughout any situation, not just that one area of life. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And I suppose we, we center so much on relationships and love. Oh, we need to find the one we need to have that relationship, you know, but then also, then also being a single mum and not wanting to find the one or have a relationship is also sometimes about like, Oh, do you know what? I've just, like, I haven't had sex and connected with somebody. Oh, God, mum, don't listen to this podcast, for God's <laughs> sake. But I, like, I haven't had sex and connected with somebody for, like, a millennia, right. um, like, four years. Um, mum, please close your ears. Um, and, um, yeah, and so just to feel that connection, feel close to somebody, and sometimes that's the other side of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's, oh, and yeah. So we well, brought up an important point. If I can interrupt, mm, like, yeah, I love no. what you just brought up because I'm so glad you said that because so often we don't even know specifically what we want in regards to desire. So the fact that you're like, I know I don't want this. I know I want that is like huge mm. because so often we're like, I guess I should do this now. You know what I mean? And so many people yeah. are just like, I guess I should do this. And it's like, hold on. Do you even want that? Like, what do you want? So I love that you articulated like right now, I don't think I want this thing. I think I want this. Like, I think that's huge that you could even articulate specifically what you want. I think that's a huge part of the conversation that we don't even talk about. So I'm so glad you could voice that. Yeah, no, exactly. And, um, and I suppose it's like coming out of a relationship. So when you come out of a, a relationship so very often, um, and I suppose this is one of the subjects I, re- I really wanted to talk to you about today, because I know we've, we've talked about various different things previously, is that you come out of relationships, you go, right, I want to dive straight into another relationship. So on you go on to the apps and you're like swiping left and swiping right and all of this stuff. And, um, you know, you're sort of on the search for uh, another relationship to dive into because, and I've actually consciously said, no, that's not what I, I don't want to do that. There's shit for what of a better word that I need to deal with. Um, and so I don't actually want yeah. any distractions in my life. I just actually want to um, be me for a little while and sit in who I am the stuff that I like and dislike mm-hmm. and sort that shit out before I then move on to see somebody else and right. I see it um and I don't man I I don't know what your experience is with people that you coach and and you deal with regarding the relationship love sex side of things but I see and it's very much a male thing so I have a lot of um male friends who come out of a relationship for whatever reason um and dive straight into oh I need to I need the connection with somebody else to make me feel better and I also I need to meet somebody else so they're not happy to sit in themselves and they sort of go straight out on the dating apps and straight out to distract themselves from dealing with stuff basically with the pain of not being in the relationship they were in so yeah so there we go put that out in the world and that's why it's yep it's not (laughs) all men I have to say exactly a lot of so women who have done the same thing as well that I know um but it's like well like when do you know and I know I'm not but when do you know that you're ready to start dating when do you like like yeah and that's a such a good question that is epic okay so I think it's a really fine line and we all have to get like quiet enough sounds corny but like quiet enough to know because I think we need my teacher one of my teachers her name is Ginger Dean and everyone should find her on Instagram she's so good she's a psychotherapist around love and just kills it 
she calls it a heart sabbatical. And so she says, after a breakup, we kind of need, depending, you know, some people could go for three months, maybe it's three weeks or three, it doesn't, doesn't matter, but we need to have that time. Like you're talking about, Mm -hmm. like to grieve, to digest, to frame the relationship, the things that you love, the things that you hated, like you just need that time. Like, it doesn't matter how long or short the relationship was. You're interacting with people. Stuff is coming up. You know, you need to process what the hell just happened. Yeah. So it's like giving yourself that space and whatever time frame to do it and then feel into, okay, am I ready? And here's where I see, see two caveats. I see people, like you said, the first one, jumping right in. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like you didn't give yourself a moment. Yeah. And then I see people, because a breakup was so devastating, I'm going to keep doing the heart sabbatical. I'm going to, I'm going to extend this for three weeks. I'm going to, which there's nothing wrong with it. If you, if the person is like, I need more time. I'm like, hell yeah. Like I, I fully support that, but it gets dangerous. And especially in the self-love self-help community that it's like, love yourself before you could love another. And it's like, yes, there's such truth to that. And there's a weird story that we tell ourselves in this community, like keep doing the work, keep doing the work. And it's like, we'll never be perfect. You know what I mean? So it's like this really fine line that we have to have discernment of like, okay, I healed, I digested, I processed, I let that go. And now I'm turning a new page and getting into a space of what I want next. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that really fine line. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, cause you could jump right in and it's like, this is too aggressive or you could wait and wait and wait and wait. So it's like, oh, it's like, what is that sweet spot? So also I find that these people go into relationships Again and again, they're going around the same cycle. Yep. They're attracting the same, same thing. people, the same um, destructive tendencies. So to my mind, there is something that's lacking potentially or a lesson that they need to learn or something that they're attracted to that isn't particular, particularly healthy for them that they need to obviously work on and realize and go from there. Um, yeah. And so... Um, I completely understand what you're saying because you do get stuck in that like cycle of like, yeah, nah, it's, you know, continuous going through. But um, right. yeah. Um, but then how do you how do you break that cycle of continuously being attractive to people that aren't healthy for you as well? Yeah, that's so good. Well, I think. First of all, having the awareness, like, ooh, I keep attracting the same partner over and over and over. I think this sounds silly, but like committing to working through it because it's so easy to be like, oh, I have, I attract unavailable humans. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to keep going on the date. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? It's easy to be like, "Uh uh uh-huh. I know what I'm going to keep. I'm going to shuffle it away. So I think first and foremost, have the awareness. Step two is being willing to do the work and it doesn't need to be hours and tremendous amounts of work. It doesn't have to be, but being, okay, maybe I'm going to hire a coach or maybe I'm going to read a book on attachment styles, or maybe I'm going to take this free zoom class. You know, it doesn't matter, but committing yourself in a way to be like, I want to get curious about this. And then I think the step three, the more advanced step is like, what are you attracting and get clear on what are you attracting and then why and it sounds stereotypical but usually it's childhood stuff and also usually like this is an example usually we somewhere deep down have that pattern so I have people that over and over and over and over attach unavailable humans yeah I'm like okay and they're like I'm I'm so available I'm so available and we scroll back through their childhood and they're like oh you know my dad my brother was absent okay cool got it makes sense but then also I'm like where are you unavailable? And they're like, no, Erica, I'm so available. I'm so available. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Where are you unavailable? And they're like, oh shit. You know, like I am, damn it. Like, you know, they're like, I thought I was so available, but you know what? I'm not vulnerable here. And I'm not, Mm. and it's not a way to shame them or shade them. It's like, cool. Yeah. Now we can open like those places that feel crunchy. We can allow love in. And that really, I mean, it, it, moves mountains. But I think you hit the nail on the head. The first step is the awareness of, oh, this is interesting. I keep attracting the same type of people and then get curious. Like, why? What's, what's it like? What is this trying to teach me? You know, like, what is this about? Yeah. Because it's, I suppose it's about asking those questions to you, um, to yourself and actually saying, yeah, why, um, how do I move forward with this? What, 
because we can all write down a list of like, oh, who, what would be my ideal relationship and all of this stuff. But let's face it. Let's be completely blatantly honest. Whether you've been married for 50 odd years or whether you've like been in a relationship for five years. Okay. Relationships are hard, right? They are hard. You're dealing yep. with another human being who has their own thoughts, behaviors, views, uh, feelings, um, pressures and all of those things. So it's not going to be, consi- you know, it's not about finding your soulmate and being able to, you know, they just understand me and all of this stuff. Cause I sit there and I go, I don't think, and I don't know, it'd be interesting to see what your view is because I sit there and go, I don't think there is a soulmate per se. There is somebody who um, you right. can work well with um, and that life is, um, Life right. is a series of a lot of transitions. I like to call them transitions, not changes or challenges, or anything, but transitions. Because if you're together with somebody for a long period of time, you transition through different stages in your life. You know, you hit 40, you might have your 40, you know, midlife crisis or whatever. Um, and then you're hitting, as a woman, you hit 50 and you're then hitting and going into the menopause. And it's about different transitions of life and being able to deal with those as a couple. But like, so, yep. but, but I don't believe there's a soulmate as such. But like, what? what's your thoughts? Sex, love and relationship coach. <laughs> well, I think it can be real. It doesn't have, here's, okay, so. What this is like kind of a side approach to the question is I think there is sometimes can be a toxic okay uh relationship to the culture yeah. with soulmates. I say right because I say this because we make that person everything. Yeah. When and we can make and wait, sorry, sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but when you're saying that, Don't, it's no, a no, bit like the Sid Vicious and Nancy like situation where they were extra like and also bringing it up to modern day sorry I'm just you know Sid Sid Vicious <laughs> and Nancy really gives my um, age away but like bringing it up to like the Amy Winehouse and um, I can't remember yes. her daughter. you know oh like God, that really yeah yes. that really um, yes. like love of my life I can't let him go but like completely destructive and destroyed her life to a certain extent um, over that sort of situation or, or like that it's like that yin and yang sort of um situation regarding soulmates and that like destructive love as such totally totally yeah no and it's that here I am all about like finding someone great you know if that's what someone wants you know other people want multiple partners some people mm. do want a more monogamous like I want one partner and if and that I'm so about that like and be them being so special and like you said mm. holding you and growing with you through the transitions like I yeah of course I'm a huge you know of duh of supporter of this and yeah. like it gets like you said like a little wonky when you don't have a voice when you give all of your power first of all no one wants to be on the receiving end of that because it's like oh my god this is a tremendous your amount of pressure and like you're dumping your life force on me like ah so i'm about having two individual two or more whatever type of relationship you want but individuals that have done the work that really love themselves that really know how to take care of themselves and then can meet in a partnership where they honor themselves, but they also honor the partner. You know what I mean? Like it's that, it's that balance. But when it's like, I'm going to like two sheets to the wind and, it, and it's just all about them. That's where it gets a little dicey. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and like, and, and do you know, while, while you were talking there, it was really funny because uh, Will Smith and his wife, Jada came to yes. mind as well. in the fact that, um, they seem to have the perfect relationship. Yep. Um, and actually over the last sort of like couple of years, it's come out that, you know, their, their relationship is great and awesome, even more awesome probably now. Um, and I don't know them. So, you know, I can't state that it is even more awesome, but um, the fact that, um, you know, they, she had affairs, maybe he's had affairs. And, um, you know, they had to, as a 
partner as partners respect the other person for what they needed and wanted um and deal with what they wanted to deal with as well and in the end it's you know some of these situations don't work out that way but in the end they've come out stronger so they say publicly um from that situation and scenario and uh you know and hats off to them because you know, it's actually recognizing the other person Scott wants and needs within that relationship as well, I suppose, and um, and recognizing what your wants and needs are and blah blah blah. And I'm not going to go into their relationship, but um, yeah. So I can understand what you're saying right. about all of that too. And also, not here's the thing. It's I mean, this is so funny because everything's like I keep saying like fine line, fine line, but it is. But like you know, not putting all of the pressure on the partner you know we don't want to suffocate them and also not going on the other end of the spectrum you know it's like not being so anxious to put everything on the partner but then not be so avoidant that nothing like that you're like Mm -hmm. i'm good i'm all self-love like i'm not going to compromise you know that so it's again this fine line of like listen you come you remember that you're whole you do your work but you do make compromises that feel doable you know so it's again that really fine line but i you know you doing this work i see extremes of like i'm gonna give this person all of my power or like no i don't i don't care it's all about me and i'm not willing to compromise you know so i see both ends of the spectrum so this conversation is like an invitation like what's the fine line like what's the gray area what does that look like yeah yeah and um i'm just thinking like um so we, we, we're sort of covering this off from a, on a dating perspective because also um, I see like with relationships and stuff like that and how we actually start the relationships has changed so massively in, well, even in the, la- well, in the last 10 years because, and this is one of the things that I've sort of gone, I'm not doing this because I find it boring mm-hmm. is the online dating thing. And I find it a little bit like shopping for shoes. Yeah. Like I go online and shop for clothes and shoes online. And I feel like I don't want to shop for my respective partner, my relationship partner online. Cause it's so much, a lot of the apps and, and look, I've only been on a couple uh, in the, you know, about seven, eight years ago. So apps may have changed, but like so many of the apps are like what you see do you like what you see? And right. if you like what you see, well, then great. Then maybe we can like swipe left, swipe right or whatever and go from there. And I don't know if that's a great way to start a relationship or constructive for you as a person. I don't know. Like, what are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's, you know, I think people have strong opinions and everyone's entitled to how they feel. You know, if you hate it, don't do it, you know, because then you're going to go into the yeah. energy of like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate that, you know. Some, I just find it boring. Right, so, do, none yep. of these blokes come up with a inventive line of how to talk to you. Like it's not, it's like coming up to somebody in a pub and going, hi, do you come here often? And you just sit there and cringe. Right. Um, and it might not be who they are, but it's just like. Right. And I'm yeah, there's hundreds of other. Yeah. Sorry. No, don't be sorry. So the thing that I suggest, if someone's like, oh, I guess I'll do it, but I'm like hesitant, is instead of like, again, it feeling like shoe shopping of like, oh my God, yes, no, because you're attractive. Sure, I guess take that into consideration. But what I suggest is be a detective in their bio and in what they have to say. Again, like you said, we don't okay. know, you know, because who the hell knows? You know, this is just a clip, but it makes it feel a little bit more human versus like shoe shopping. And I say that because, okay, pretend the last relationship, um, I'll give an example with a client The her partner was drinking way too much. And she's like, I never want to see that again. Where before she was like left, right, like didn't think about it. So now what she does in the app is when she says drinks frequently, even if they're the hottest person ever, she's like, nope. You know, and then other things like, oh, I am like, so I have my clients kind of be detectives about that stuff. Cause I'm like, okay. So a little bit, again, it's not going to make the process like so enjoyable, but it makes it a little bit more human. And it's not, it doesn't feel as like free flowing of like, I'm literally just swiping right or swiping left because you're hot or not. Like it gives you a little bit more insight. It makes it feel a little bit more real versus like, this feels gross. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, look, I do. I do. So what, so, okay. So what red flags would you suggest people need to watch out for because let's face it there are a few 
loonies out there on these apps who are just yeah a little bit crazy and it and it's an easy yeah. way my view is it's an easy way for these people to hide within the apps and there are some bots out Absolutely. there that, you know and I'm not and I'm not saying this from purely a female perspective although I am one but and I'm sure men find this as well that you know it just gets a bit samey although maybe their motives potentially and I know I'm tiling them with all the same brush but maybe their motives are slightly or their incentives motives that's the wrong word but it's slightly different like maybe it's like well I, I find that person attractive so I'm gonna go and meet them or whatever I don't know what 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 are red flags that we need to be watching for so many so many so I would be yeah no, I mean I mean so and there's also green flags which is good um, but yeah, I think, well, first of all, everyone's red flags are different. I mean, unless well, they're a murderer, yeah. but everyone's red flags are different. Yeah. So we'll get into that in a second. But the first, the red flags, I really would, it's right. Cause it's so easy to be mindless. Cause it's like a game. So exactly. you could swipe for 200 people in five yeah. minutes. You know what I mean? Well, so and I, if here's I my deal. I also took a friend's phone and just gone, oh, well, she, we're going to give her some different guys. She's not going to pick these guys, but we're going to give her different guys. Cause they might actually be the perfect person for her. So we've just swiped left. Left and right, right. And random guys just because it's fun insanely right insanely fun but yeah it's a game and especially when it's yeah. not yours it's a game exactly exactly so here's the thing it can be gamey fine 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 but once you start to get into the conversation with the people i would then have your ears ears okay. up and listen to your bot so in the beginning if it's like dd swipe 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 it's not as you know, you could be conscious about it, but you also, it could go, be gamey, fine. But once you start the conversation with someone, start to feel into your body and feel like, does this person feel safe or do they not feel safe? You know what I mean? Like, because our our wants and needs are going to look different for each person. But red flags are, you know, obviously if they're, you know, if they're aggressive, if they're like, come to my house the first date, you know, like there's certain things that should just yeah. bring, like, just don't be want to meet up and with you with it, and just want to chat on these apps because potentially they're married yes. or they could be catfishing you. Catfishing is when they're not the person they say they are on the actual app and there's somebody completely different. Like it could be a bloke talking to a bloke but making out he's a female or whatever. Um, right. And, um, yeah, stuff like that is basically. Yeah, and I also would suggest like people are like, what should I do? Like pretend schedules are crazy or whatever, whatever. I'm like, get on a zoom call, get on a zoom call. So then again, there's nothing like being in person with someone, you know, like to feel their energy, yeah. to feel oh, their I vibe, know. but to like eliminate, like, is this person awkward or is this who they say they are? Like do the zoom and before you get, cause you know, the deal it's like, if you're texting someone or on talking to someone on the app, yeah. we make these stories about these people and we're like, and they're so fabulous and they're this, and they're going to whisk me away. Like we make all of these tales that we don't even know sometimes are true. You know, sometimes they actually might be better than we think, or they might be like, that's not me. So I always suggest if you can just go on the date or if that feels too, too intense. Okay. Ask if they could do a phone call, ask if they could do a zoom date. That way you start to feel into like, does this person's vibe feel safe? You know what I mean? And do you, yeah. And do you actually say, do that as, as soon as possible? Like, you know, if like, talk for a week or two and then try and get a date sorted out so you can actually see them, meet them, find out if you've got a connection. I think so. Um, and go from there. Yeah. Instead of talking them for months and then going, okay, I quite like this person and then just going straight in there. I think I would, again, it's the fine line. You don't want to talk for, for four exchanges and be like, let's go on a date. Cause you're like, yeah, this person could be, all the red flags, but I think you hit the nail on the head, like maybe a week or two, you know, sift and sore yeah. feel. And then of course do a zoom, do a phone, do somewhere in public, like make it a very safe space. But when it goes on for months and months and months, we can sometimes create a story and it's disappointing. It's just like, let's just, let's do it. Well, it's almost like grooming. And I know there's been a lot of, there's a lot of stuff over the internet about people grooming children, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But it's almost, and, and, and I'd love to get people's feedback regarding um, situations they've been involved in, but it's almost like, it, although you're an adult, you can still be groomed. You can still be duped. You can still be, um, you can still, like you say, and it's interesting you say about creating these stories because I think, um, and I'm not a, 
I'm not a man, so I don't know if men do this as much, but like I've, a lot of women create stories like, wow, he's the yep. one because he's, you know, he makes me feel like this. He does this. He's got a fantastic job. He, you know, treats me well, etc. And they create this big, massive story in their head, which actually really the reality isn't true. And potentially they're really good friends sit there in the sidelines going, this guy's a loony. What are you doing with him? Yeah. Um. And yeah. So yeah. it's interesting you say about the story creating because it's almost like you have to take a step back and go, let's just let's wait and see. Right. And it makes crazy yeah. making because I've seen friends be like so sad that the person hasn't messaged back. And all of a sudden they're so happy. They're so happy. <gasps> they message back. And I'm I like, know. I'm like, wait, but we don't even know this person. You know what I mean? Like, for I get it. It's human nature, but we don't know this person, you know? So it's like, I think it's it's really important just to get in front of them, whether it's Zoom, whether it's phone, like we got to feel them out because we create these tales. But is that a sign? Okay. So is that a sign? And I think, um, I think being a single mom, there ain't much really happening in your life. I have to say like there is, but there's not like there's you, the kids is getting them to school. There's doing all the stuff that you would do. Some single mums are studying, which means they're stuck in when the kids are in bed, they're stuck in studying and working when the kids are at the dad's and stuff like that. So, so, so we do have a life, but our life is our children and working and studying and trying to better ourselves. Right. So then when you go on these dating apps and you do get somebody's attention, and like you say, it's human nature. You get the attention in. And is it then that our lives aren't so full of various, you know, are full of seeing our friends and, you know, our lives are so insular and we just are focused um, on the kids and this so that someone, when they come in and they're interested in us, right. then, um, then takes our attention and we react like, oh, they didn't message us. And then it's that euphoria of like they message us back. And, uh, you know, is that sort of, should we yeah. be filling our lives with more other you stuff? You hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail. Because here's the thing. That's why it's so funny. People are like, I don't like your work. It, it It's all makes sense. You know, it's all, they all group together because dating goes with pleasure and pleasure goes with life. Cause here's the thing, when we feel pleasure deprived and like we said, like, you know, I have to do this and I have to do this. And then someone gives us what we think is a glimmer of a new life and pleasure and romance and hope. We're like, yes, you know what I mean? We're like, yeah. I'm going to run towards this. And then when they ghost, whether it be purposeful or they were busy that day at work, it feels so personal. It feels like they robbed us of our happiness, even though we don't even freaking know this person. You know, it's because we put this, write this thing on yeah. them. And so that's why I, my work is really, it's obviously about the dating thing, but it's also about the pleasure game yeah. and making sure you feel even within a crazy schedule, even within a chaotic life that you have a relationship to pleasure, that you have a relationship to you loving your life, even during lockdown, even during mayhem. So you don't get as weeble wobbled. If some of like, if someone ghost and does this, you're, you're more like, that's annoying. But anyway, I love my, my life back to normal programming. You know what I mean? It's not as, so when you feel filled up, when you feel pleasure filled, when you're like, I love the life I created, you're not as knocked off. But when I see people feeling like this is their one glimmer of hope, of course it feels devastating. So that's why that's a big part of my work, making sure they feel like I really love my life and I can get behind my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, look, I do, I do, and like, and so often, um, it like, it, and I said, and maybe that's why I've put pause on everything personally myself is because it's about building the life that I love and enjoy and find pleasurable, and putting people within my life, um, that I love and enjoy, and then removing those toxic people from my life. And I apologize to anyone who's listening to this who's a mate who I haven't contacted. It's not that you're toxic. It's just maybe that I've been in lockdown and my kid's been like annoying the hell out of me. But like, you know, but it is. It's about removing people from your life that are toxic um, and, and just going, no, enough. I'm just this isn't making my life pleasurable, happy, whatever, however, whatever label you want to put on it. And yeah, yeah. and like and sometimes <laughs> Pleasure to me 
is sitting in bed till midday, watching Netflix, drinking coffee, writing stuff in a book I've got and, and not really doing much. Right, right. Because that's my dad, like not all the time, because otherwise I think I might be a bit worried and concerned about my mental health. But like, you know, it's just... Yeah, that's because I'm, you know, my child's at his dad's and I have nobody going, mom. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, look, I completely agree with you. And it's interesting that you say it's about filling your life up with stuff for you. And then the person who, whether you meet them on online dating or wherever, is actually an enhancement to your life. Yes. Um, and not the focal point and center of your life. Exactly. They can't, they can't be the foundation. Like that's with my work, the, my clients, I'm like, you are the foundation, your pleasure, your joy, creating life you love. And this person is like the cherry on top. And we treat them obviously well, and we prioritize it. You know, it's, it's a priority. It's not just like my cherry on top, you know, we prioritize the relationship and make sure it's healthy and all that, but we can't make sure we can't make that the whole life. You know, it's like the fount you yeah. are the foundation. You are the life. You creating a life you love is key. That's the foundation to the home. And after that, we could start adding the other layers. Okay. So when you say about this foundation, right, how do, because I'm just, I'm thinking there might be some listeners out there who are going, yep, that's me. I need to build this foundation. How do people start? to make sure they're on a solid foundation to then start to go into the precarious world of dating um, and and feel strong and secure to be a, in themselves to be able to then share their lives with another person. Yeah, I guess, you know, it, there's a lot of different avenues we could go. We could talk the pleasure conversation. We could talk the self-love. Like, But I guess first and foremost, it's like have them check in and see, do they like their life? You know, and if they don't, Okay. Like I'm not saying quit all the jobs. I'm not saying that, you know, like that, like, but, I'm, no. but it, I am like, let's first and foremost, do you like your life? And if you don't, okay, how can we, you know, get right by it? I have an exercise where I do with clients and I have them check in. This is more on a smaller scale, but I have them check in throughout the day. And I ask them, do you feel lit up? Do you feel like turned on by life? Or do you feel super crusty? And most of the time, like, I didn't even know this. I feel super crusty. And I'm like, cool what can you do to turn on? And that just means like feeling radiant, feeling live, just 2% more. So pretend you're at work and you're like, I'm crunched over. I'm typing on my desk. I'm in such a miserable mood. It's like, okay, you crust, crusty or are you feeling great? And they're like, crusty. I'm like, cool. So what are you going to do? They're like, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to make myself a cup of tea. I'm going to listen to opera in the background. You know, it doesn't have to be this $5 million uh, extravaganza. It's like these little things. Yeah. So I want the, I want people to get really good with their relationship to pleasure and their mindset and how they feel like that is so important. And do they love themselves? Do they take good care of themselves? I think the big thing, the big part of the conversation here is knowing themselves enough to go inward and knowing how to take care of themselves. Yeah. Do you think that people have a broken relationship with their pleasure as such? Do you think they go, mm, I don't deserve pleasure or? Oh, yes. Like, it doesn't feel like you're priority. Finding, yeah, it, well, okay. Yep. And it is, it's so funny because I, I actually wrote a whole ebook about this and I'm sure we'll talk about this at the end. Oh and there's God. like, okay. yes, like scientific reasons why pleasure is amazing. And like all these reasons. And yet like sometimes, you know, I could, I could pitch pleasure and people like, yeah, yeah, yeah I want to get on board. And then five days later, they're like, dee, 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 anyway, let me put it on the back burner. You know what I mean? Cause it feels so abstract. It feels so like conceptual. It doesn't feel important. I mean, listen, we live in a productive society, you know? So it's but like, does it, what does it mean? But does yeah. it feel set? So I'm wondering if people find that. And, and, and when I say pleasure, right, it is about, um, oh, it can cover so many different subjects. Like pleasure can describe so many different things. Yep. But while you were talking there, I'm sitting here, and maybe this is my own hang up. <laughs> like, is it that um, it seems selfish yes. to allow yourself pleasure? Right. So some people say, well, I, it's pleasurable because I can sit there and I can have, you know, I find pleasure in having a glass of wine. And I would sit and question them and go, do you really find pleasure in that? Because I'm actually 
like I probably was one of those people way back in my 20s and and 30s that was like yeah this is great this is what I find pleasurable is I like to go and have you know a bottle of wine at the weekend and blah 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 and party with my friends etc but actually now (laughs) and I am old but now at my age right I go that uh, like me like to do that and maybe it does come with age but to do that is like not really pleasurable um but even like having a couple of glasses of wine I go is that really pleasurable or am I actually just going oh I've had a hard week and I want to have a couple of glasses of wine because that to me is detracting how it's been a hard week and also maybe I should be sitting down and going it's been a hard week how can I make it not a hard week next week instead I just go it's been a hard week and I just have a couple of glasses of wine which I'm sure a lot of listeners especially with kids um and we're all single mums here and dads so we've all got kids and that's what we do we're like oh it's been a hard week the kids have been like pushing my buttons I'm tired blah blah smash I got a couple of glasses of wine which might not be the most effective thing and it's just distracting and it's not pleasurable so do we and I've talked a lot there because I I wanted I I really want to delve into this no it's good um I know we've we've jumping around here because we've done online dating and should we date and all of this but it is really about self I suppose and yeah and is do people find it selfish and then like how do you change that mindset there's a few questions sorry yeah, it's been a long I want to pack actually I'm two beers because I'm so glad you voiced this. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. But the first, and I'm going to address the counter act to this, yeah. but the, the first thing that you said is, is it selfish? And then the second fear that I heard that I think is a common fear for most people is, okay, the like the wine example, if I tap into the pleasure world, am I going to wow. be like a hedonistic animal? That right? Because there's a fear. Good, right? Like if I do pleasure, like, am I I'm just going to sure. sit there? Maybe I do right. want to be a hedonistic animal. <laughs> You're like, I'm animal. about that it. Sounds awesome. <laughs> sounds a bit naughty. <laughs> right? But that people are so fearful because if I, if I commit myself to pleasure, am I going to be drinking four bottles of wine? Am I going to be sitting in front of Netflix eating 44 croissants. You know what I mean? So there's a fear, I think, of us like, <gasps> I'm scared what that looks like. And so the, I'll go backwards. The second one is usually not. Usually, you know, usually we'll have the third croissant and be like, I'm done. You know what I mean? And then we start to regulate, or I have three bottles of wine. And then I'm going to, re- like, this actually doesn't feel good. I'm going to regulate now. Yeah. So maybe there is a... Well, then you go, I'm never, ever doing this again until it happens again. But look, yeah. Right. And this is like a, this is a new form of pleasure. Like it's a healthier relationship. With pl- and that's what I teach with clients because what they know is, and it's no shade, but old versions of pleasure that actually weren't that pleasurable. So it's finding ways that are actually really pleasurable that are really healthy. So that's the second part. Part one, the selfishness thing is it's so funny because we have a story. I'm going to be selfish. And in actuality, it's quite selfless. Obviously, you know, you have to make room for your kids and, and life. So I'm not saying like, just sit down and eat grapes all day and, and get feathered. You know, I'm not saying that, but well, listen again, we'll yeah, take I was it. Gonna say, but definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, all right, what's the no, problem? I'm going, Hello, um, I'm happy, you know, mangoes at the moment, but you know, that's fine. Yes. We'll take it either. Um, but if we are lit up, it's all in the thing with pleasure. It's all an energy mm. game. So, you know, when you're like, I'm in stressed out mom mode, you get more, first of all, you get more cranky. You snap at the kids more, you're crotchety. They feel that energy. But when you're in pleasure, you're expansive, you're more fun. You're fully free flowing with the kids. It gives, first of all, feel safe for the children, but it gives permission for others to shine. And for other, they're like, oh my God, I'm seeing them shine and them feel good. I can. And it creates a healthier, that's why it's like, it's so selfish. It's so selfish. It's like, no, it's so selfish to not take care of yourself because then you're holding charge. You're, you're crunchy to people, you know, you're spewing out stuff that probably isn't in your highest self. So it's actually very integrous. And and in my belief of the most highest integrity, when you do take care of yourself, when you do take care of your pleasure, because then again, you're not putting it on people. Like I'm so pleasure deprived. I'm so happiness deprived. Give it to me. Get like, you're like, no, I'm filled up. I feel good. Then you walk in and you feel taken care of and nurtured and people, you don't have to, you know, people don't feel like they have to take care of you. They, that they just do. And it, you know, yeah. feels good. But does that make sense? Yeah. So it's a total, like, it's actually the 
opposite of selfish. Because when you feel good, you can then, here's the thing, your cup runneth over. And you can't, you know, you know, so now you have kids, right? But then someone here needs help and, and you're like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm depleted. I'm at minimum. Like I can't, I can't do it. I'm, I'm out. But when you're in pleasure, your cup runneth over. So you're like, yeah, of course I can run over and drop you off a stew. Of course I'm so lit up. Of course I could do this. So in actuality, it's the most selfless thing to yeah. do because your cup is so filled. You can give to yourself. You can give to your family. You can give to give friends, charity, this, that, like that actually is the most um, you know, the best place to be in actuality. So is it just as simple as sitting down and going, what do I like doing? Cause like, I, I gotta say like, I, so uh, un, unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know. Like, like I, I spent my 50th birthday majority of the day my son was with his dad and the majority of the day I spent on my own and a lot of people said oh my god like it's your birthday how can you be on your own and I was like it was it was the best day ever and really I you know I mean we were in lockdown and stuff so I couldn't like have a great birthday party anyway and to tell you the truth I probably didn't want it but I went and walked on the beach for two hours listening Mm -hmm to extremely loud music to the point where if I walked past somebody, they looked at me and went, oh, that woman's listening to really loud music. And at her age, maybe she shouldn't be doing that. But I just walked along the beach going, I don't really care. It's my birthday. I don't really care what you think of me. This is so freeing. And I was only going to do it for an hour. And it was brilliant weather. And as long as I kept moving, I wasn't uh, doing anything against the lockdown. And um it was great. I listened to everything. I listened to Take That, to Queens of the Stone Age, to Metallica, to Blimmin', um, oh, I'm trying to think, Rage Against the Machine. And I just had all this music, the loudest it could go, on my iPod, uh, earpods, walking up and down the beach. And it was awesome. And it was yes. just, so that's my, that's my guilty pleasures are loud, 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 loud music. And also, Getting out in nature. So walking, basically, I don't particularly like running, but walking, definitely, especially down. I mean, I'm very lucky because I live by the beach, so especially down on the beach. But it could be up in the hills or like just away from people, which is very strange. But um, yes. yeah. Um, so is it just about sitting down and actually going, right, what about That's like? a huge part of the conversation because so often we don't know. Because I'm like, OK, because well, listen, our you and I may have a different flavor of pleasure. And also you're going to, your flavor of pleasure is going to change. We're cyclical. You know what I mean? So that day it was like loud music. And then three days from then you might be like, I want to be in a bath. I want to have a bath bomb and I want to drink a kombucha. You know, like we are cyclical. So it changes all the time. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Right. glass of red and a nice book and no kid it's like and that sounds really bad because I love my son to bits and I wouldn't be without him but sometimes the quiet right. is just nice yes. but exactly what you mean Exa- sometimes exactly and nice. that's the thing we don't in because this conversation isn't a popular conversation we don't even investigate it so my exactly exactly we don't even know. You're We're right. like, oh, I guess this is pleasurable because that's what society teaches it's like my invitation for you for the listeners is you know as much as we can get curious what flavor of pleasure is coming through on that day. What do you need on that day? Because it's going to change every day. And you said, so is it about what, cause I I'm going to con- uh, connect to a word you said earlier. Is it about what lights you yes. up? Because you said it's what lights you up. It's what hypes you up. It's what, you know, it's what gets the juices flowing um, that's probably not something I want to say on a podcast, but you know, but it's something that gets you like, yes, you know, it gets you saying, yeah, this is great. Um, and that's what you're sort of looking totally. at regarding. Yes. And so it's the lit up factor, but it's also the nurturing factor. Cause sometimes again, it's different flavors. So sometimes you want to be like, woo, I'm okay. lit up. I'm feeling radiant. And other times it's a softer, like, Hmm, this feels like a nice, cozy hug and this feels rich and this feels like a nurturing does that make sense but I think that the thing is lit up lit up in different flavors if that makes sense so it's so yeah no I completely uh, yeah I completely uh get what you're saying because sometimes that nurturing element is just about saying do you know what today 
it's going to be a pajamas mm-hmm. day and we're not going to be like that nurturing. So like, and I've done that, I've done that with my son quite recently. We were both tired. It's been a hell of a week. Um, I'd been working different hours. He'd had a stressful time, school and various different other things. And so I said to him, do you know what? Should we have a chill out day? Should we just like really bad thing? for a mummy maybe to say but said should we just chill out and do whatever we want and he went yeah can I watch tv and he watched tv and watched movies and did bits and pieces and we connected a few times but like we really both of us just needed a break potentially from each other because we've been in lockdown for five months but we just needed to zone out and so we had a zone out day and then the next day we were out with friends and down the park and doing it was just for one day but it actually I mean, I don't know. I haven't asked him. Maybe I should ask him. But like for me, it was a real nurturing day. It was great because I could zone out. I wasn't, although I was his mum, I was like, I didn't have that mummy guilt. And I have to, and that probably was a big thing. But it was quite freeing for me as well because I just went, yeah, okay, this is cool. So, yeah. Yeah, And that's a cyclical thing. Yeah. Like you wouldn't do that every day, oh God, but, you, no. but you need, right. But right. But you needed it in that in that you're like, I am so burnt out. I need this. And like you yeah. said, the next day, the pleasure was seeing oh, friends and seeing this yeah. going down yep, the park exactly. and beach. And, you know, we did loads of bits and pieces. All the, yeah. So I think it's getting good at asking your body, like, Hey, what do you need today? Is it like a spicy flavor or is it like, you know, soothing? Like, I think it's important for us to get good at, mm noticing our needs yeah yeah no definitely definitely wow like oh my god I could talk to you all day I know so many things like we have gone (laughs) we've just like smashed through so many subjects that so we like I need to get you back on the podcast because there's so many things I need to talk to you about but like um yeah look I yeah the pleasure thing um yeah, maybe we need to call it something else because maybe pleasure makes it too indulgent. Maybe it's like, mm. you know, like chocolate, like um, having a spa day is pleasure. It makes it sound too indulgent. But then I suppose right. it should it should be indulgent. It's pleasure. Yeah. And it's I think it's oh, in a way it's supposed to trigger you. Yeah. So then you're like, oh, there we go. Yeah, but right. it has because I've gone. Oh no, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't partake in pleasure. That would be too much. But yes. actually, it's. But that's maybe the word has connotations yep. for me. Here we go. This is my, my therapy session. So uh, thanks everyone. Um, but like maybe it has connotations for me that I go. Oh no, pleasure. Mm, no. Yes. Um, yes. And that's my own hang-ups, but maybe other people's as well. Um, but it's good I'd... that you have a hang up on it. Then we could like work through it, oh, you know? Okay. Yeah. Then it's, but I'm glad you're voicing it. That way you could work through it. You well, know what I mean? I'm be aware like... of it. Now I go, geez, yes. I didn't think pleasure was such a problem for me. And uh, I'm right. wanting to rename pleasure as something else that I'm right. going, oh, okay. Maybe, um, yeah. And here's the thing. You don't have to jump in with two feet in because it does feel triggering. It does feel like, what the hell? So my invitation is if anyone's feeling like, this feels too hot, this feels triggering, I would suggest doing it in baby, baby pieces. So it's not like doing a whole spa day. Maybe it's for three minutes a day you have an activity. So for this this day, I'm going to listen to a meditation. For next day, I'm going to take a five-minute bath. Like, I invite you, it doesn't have to be two feet in because that might feel way too triggering. Mm. So my invitation is, can we start with baby bites, like baby pieces? You know what I mean? Yeah. So is this the work that you do with your clients? Because like, I do. Like you've got, you've got a website called um, uh, we the light.com and dot org. And dot org. Oh, sorry. Dot org. Yes. No, no, please. It's I'm all good. Coming you there. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, no, that's okay. And, um, and you like, I mean, well, well, like I said at the beginning, like you have, uh, you've been on loads of different podcasts, you've got a blog and stuff like that as well. And there's loads of information on your website, um, yes. that you've got and, um, yeah. And then uh, like people can connect with you and do like, um, do you have like courses or stuff like that on there or is it more one-to-one stuff with you one-to-one I actually and I'll say this quick so people have ways to connect so I have tons of free stuff so I encourage like everyone loves free stuff so go get the free stuff go get the free goods um 
So on the website, you can get my free book. It's super easy. It's all about pleasure, actually. And like a little way. So it's this conversation. Well, if you're like, me, so maybe <laughs> I shouldn't be reading it. I've no, it's good. You have to should. rename it. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be good because it'll hopefully soothe you through the trigger, you know? Um, but so people could go download the free book. That's on the website. And also what I do every month is I open up just a handful of slots okay. and then I close them. And these okay. spots are literally no strings attached and they're totally free because I want people to feel like they have a space, you know, to like feel seen, to feel heard, to have a conversation. So it's a 60 minute session, literally no strings attached. I give you tools. Happy we talk days. through all this different stuff, right? Happy days is right. So yeah. we do all this stuff. And at the end, if they feel called, you know, and they're like, I want to work with you thank God. If they don't, no problem. Like yeah. literally no strings attached. Like I don't yeah. care. My point is that I'm opening some spots up to serve. Great. And I want them to walk away feeling like they have some inspiration. They have yeah. someone in their corner. And potentially, I mean, like at the end of the day, just to uh, be completely transparent, you're in New York. God, I yes. love New York, but you are, you're in New York uh, and I'm sitting here in Australia. So the time differences can work out. Um, yes. Because it's like, what, 11 o'clock here and, and 8 o'clock where you are or whatever. So they can work out for like uh, if you in, are in Australia or the UK or the States, because I Anywhere. know I have people listening in all of those different places to um, just have that conversation with you. And then potentially it might be that they don't work with you. Um, initially uh, but they, they go away and they've got stuff that they need to work on themselves or whatever like me with my exactly. pleasure hang up <laughs> um, but yeah no okay that's no that's fair enough that's okay that's fair enough so do you have like insta and facey and all of the usual social media sort of places as well yep and you hit a good point that i should have brought up like you said i literally i just had it got off a client that uh, a few hours ago, that was in England. Like I have Brazil, I have people everywhere. So if you're like, wait, but we're in a different cut. It's no problem. I've been doing zoom before zoom was cool. So hop, make sure you hop on. Um, like I said, we know the website and my Insta again is free content. So hop on there. Um, and I actually, I forgot to tell you this and I'll tell you what the Instagram is in a second, but I'm actually launching a podcast in two weeks. So oh, people yay. even more free content that people could listen to. And if they're like, I'm kind of triggered by this conversation, I want more definitely hop on the podcast, but my Instagram, um, which all this stuff will be on in one easy place is at we, the light underscore LLC. So they can okay. stalk me and message me, whatever they want to do that that's, that's available for them. And, and like, and this is the thing, like, I know me personally, myself, I'm a happy stalker in the fact that <laughs> I tend to like to watch people. I don't comment. I don't do anything, but I'll watch and I'll follow people's Instagrams and Facebook pages and stuff like that for some time. And then I'll make a comment or then I'll go and do something. Yep. So yeah, like, it's just, you're there just to service and help people really. Yeah. And go from there. That's great. Awesome. And go from there. Yeah. There's so many ways to get in touch. Like if something triggered in a good or bad way in this conversation, there's so many ways yeah. to get me, whether you want to talk, you want to stalk me, whether you want to, you know, read the book or whether you're like, I want to really talk to you. Like, it's all like there's yeah. a buffet of options for yeah, people no, to that's choose awesome. from. That's brilliant. Look, thank you. It's like, wow. I Like I said, I could talk to you all day. It's brilliant. Um, we will <laughs> definitely get you back to talk about some of the other subjects because we're like, we've touched on self-love and we've pleasure and well, we've done quite a bit on pleasure and like the online dating stuff, but I'm sure please send me questions that you would love to sort of ask Erica, or you want me to get her back on to actually like delve into and discuss regarding sex, love and relationship. Cause I would love to talk to Erica again about everything that we're going on. You know, obviously, obviously I'm getting a free therapy session if I can get my teeth in because obviously I'm triggered by pleasure now. So, um, um, I have to sort my shit out. Uh, it's all good. Um, look, final question. I ask everyone this. Um, what would your superpower be? Ooh, such a good question. <sighs> my superpower would be, <laughs> it's apparently triggering people. <laughs> <laughs> Getting people to sort their shit yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my, you know, I think my superpower is holding space for people through the good, oh, okay. the bad, the ugly. Um, and it sounds corny, but I think my superpower is to inspire people and to help them make changes in a way that feels nourishing to them. 
Yeah, no, that no, that's an awesome superpower. I can't think of a better superpower. That yeah, would be I'll great. take it. Yeah, no, too right, too right. Look, thank you once again. I know it's getting late where you are. Um, so look, thank you once again. It's always, always a pleasure to talk to you. I love talking to you. You're just such fun, uh, so triggering. Um, now I've got a bloody work on myself now, which is great. Um, but yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on board today. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Yes, thank you. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you'd like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family on all the usual social media platforms that you're normally on. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content that I know you're going to want to hear like this if you want to check out past episodes write to us appear on the podcast or for links resources and show notes go to our website www.strongsingleandhuman.com we are also on all the usual social media platforms insta facey and twitter have a wonderful week and i hope to see you back here again soon be kind to yourself and remember No one's perfect and we're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.